Our guest today is Robbie Reynolds, president of the Business Consulting Group in Shelby, North Carolina. And we've invited Robbie to join us today for two reasons. Uh, first, he has completed our Mastery Impact program. So he does get EMIT and, in fact, is creating an EMIT business of his own. And second, he's a small business tax expert, which will be of great benefit to you. He has more than 30 years' experience working with small and independent businesses, and his company, the Business Consulting Group, provides a variety of services from tax planning and preparation to accounting, business planning and analysis, and loan packaging. Basically, we've got the right guy to be giving the Emeth community some advice about the tax season that I understand kicked off February 1st, and now we're right in the middle of it. Is that right, Robbie? That's exactly right. Thank you, Wendy. Great. Well, welcome. I should, though, before we get started, make sure that everybody has your web address if they want to be able to follow up with this information that you're sharing today, and it is www.bcgroupinc.com. And um, we're just really glad to talk to you this afternoon. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Um, and, and thanks to EMIT for all that, that uh, EMIT does for me and for other small businesses. That's enabling us to make our own businesses work the way that they really should work. And, um, maybe not the way mine has over the, over the previous 30 years. <laughs> well, that's usually how you end up um, being so passionate about helping other small business owners is that you as a small business owner yourself understand the challenges one faces, which, you know, is usually what motivates us to um, reach out to teach others is because we need to learn something ourselves. Wouldn't you say that's true? Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm real fortunate in that I, I have an opportunity to see a lot of, of uh other businesses to see how they do do things well and how they don't do things very well. Unfortunately, there there are a lot of people out there who started a business for one reason or another, and they have it's just killing them. They're just uh, not able to achieve the things that they want to achieve, and they just really don't know why. Um, it's it's a it's a lot of fun to be able to sit with them and and uh, talk to them about things that uh, I learned in Emith, um, things that that I saw in my business that uh, maybe help them out a little bit, kind of give them an idea that uh, this there is a better way to do it than the way that you're the way you've been trying to do it for all these years. Um, pay attention, um, do some research, uh, go to the Emith website, and uh, there's some there's some opportunities there to to turn the business into a real business and not just a not just a job. So, have you found? So, Robbie, um, it says here. Um, you know, again, that you've been in business 30 years um, working with small business owners. So do you find that, you know, based on what you just described, that the way that you are offering services to your clients today and some of the things you're looking at and some of the advice you're given um, has changed dramatically since you have been exposed to EMIT? And what are a couple of examples, would you say, of how you will talk to a small business owner in the course of offering services that helps them put them, you know, on a new way of thinking about the relationship between themselves and their business? I'd say one of the things that I pay more attention to now than I than I have in the past is when the business owner starts to give me some of the cues that they are um, they're worn out. They're not happy. Um, they have they have realized without 
saying it exactly this way, that all they do is the work um, in their business. They do it, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't take very long to uh, just a question or two, and uh, they start to realize that maybe I do know a little bit something that might help them. There, there's another. There is another side to operating their business. I, I've I've given away a lot of the copies of the E-Myth Revisited, <laughs> and uh, I, I think a lot of people have commented that they've read that. Um, that, and to me, that that was just uh, uh, an epiphany almost reading that book because I, it it was me in the book, and uh, I saw there was a way out. And so many of the people that I deal with uh, have had the fortune to deal with over the years. We're all in that in that exact same rut and trying yes. to trying to figure out how to get out of it. Absolutely. That's that's the kind of the universal truth about owning a business, because I think you've probably seen just by the variety of of small business clients that you have and the different industries and the different types of businesses they operate, that although they may be unique in of themselves, that the frustrations and the challenges and also the opportunities are very much the same. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. It doesn't matter what type of business you're, that that you're in. Everybody's got the same kind of business, uh, yep. same kind of problem, and uh, they they look a little bit different, but deep down, it's all the same problem. Absolutely. Well, Robbie, what are you finding this year? Uh, you know, we certainly are. Um, you know, in a very um, you know, unprecedented time in terms of our financial markets and just in terms of the overall, you know, not only nation, our national economy, but world economy. What are you finding that people are, you know, talking to you about or saying differently um, as they're coming to you for services during this tax season? Well, in our area, um, certainly we're no different than anyone else um, in the United States, uh, other than maybe our unemployment rate's a little higher. It currently runs around 11% in our county. Um, so it's a very, wow. very tough economic time here. Um, tax season is a fairly stressful time for, for most uh, most of our clients as they're uh, or as they're preparing for their tax return, we try to reduce that a little bit with by doing some planning earlier in the year. But the, the economic um, stresses that we're really now into uh, have has caused us to rethink a lot of the way that uh, clients have been doing business to really go back to a lot of the basics, studying the uh, their financial statements and why their financials look the way that they do and how they got to the point that they've gotten to mm-hmm. and then determine the the methodology and the processes that need to be um, put into place in order to change that so that when the economy breaks loose, whenever that happens to be, then they're going to be prepared to take advantage of it. Um, they won't be, hopefully they won't be catching up during that time. They'll be able to use that improved economy to really get a jump and, and, and go forward with their business. Yeah, that's terrific. You know, one thing that we've um, seen over the years as well is that particularly when it comes to one's financials and money, and, you know, in, in addition to just the process, obviously, of taxes as well, is that a lot of business owners tend to abdicate some of the responsibility 
to either others in the business and often to their accountant. And I say abdicated, they may think it's delegation, but abdicate is, hey, you know, let me just allow someone else to pay attention. They'll let me know. And, um, you know, really not getting too deep into understanding really how money works in their business. Are you finding that, um, you know, one of the lessons and the positive outcomes as a result of what's happening is that the business owners that you're working with are taking special interest and really getting themselves educated and asking more and deeper questions to really get a handle on what's happening? I, th- I think, yes, the, uh, particularly asking asking more questions, taking a little more time to understand um, not really so much how their tax return is calculated or how income tax is calculated, but um, how do the transactions that they uh, work through each day, are we handling those correctly? Are they handling them correctly so that we get the right information so that we can uh, correctly report the transaction and, and hopefully not increase their tax, mm-hmm. but be sure that that it's done in the in the manner that's the most um, legal and appropriate for their particular business to try to reduce their particular tax liability. So they're becoming a, a a lot more aware that some of the things, as you as you said, they tended to try to abdicate to me mm-hmm. to do for them. Um, they're starting to pay a little bit more attention to to a lot of those things, and um, I, I think it's. Uh, it is uh, an opportunity for everyone who runs their business to look at their tax situation as a potential opportunity to make some money, to generate some cash. Yeah. Um, but it's going to take some study and some work and some discussion with your tax professional to really um, cause that to, to, to come into to being. Mm-hmm. Well, that's terrific. Now, you... Um, have some strategic tax advice for small business owners during tough economic times. And I understand that the first piece of advice is to plan, plan, plan. We are huge proponents of that, of course. Uh, But tell us how that relates to taxes. One of the things that uh, I found over the years that, that most small businesses don't do is that they don't plan their tax return. Now, you know, you can... Um, there's nothing illegal about planning your transactions, taking advantage of the rules that are available to you so that your tax liability is not more than it should be. Most small business people, um, maybe they understand that, but they really don't have an opportunity to um, take advantage of it. They are in the in a process where at, at year end their information is delivered to their tax professional, and some days later they go back and they pick their tax return up, and basically they see whether they owe or whether they got money back. We advocate very strongly that during the year six to nine months before the year ends that you begin a tax planning process to try to anticipate what your tax return is going to look like at the end of your at the end of your tax year what assumptions are going to uh, are you going to make in terms of income and expenses and cash flow and based on those ex- assumptions and your specific goals and objectives for your business what can you do 
to whether it's rearrange a transaction or some transactions or do something a little bit differently so that you can still achieve your goals, you can still enjoy the cash that hopefully you'll be generating, but you'll reduce the amount of money that you need to send Uncle Sam. There are a lot of things that are available for small businesses, mm-hmm. um, for businesses in general, but every one of them are going to cost some money. you got to spend money somewhere. And if I can tell you in uh, three or four or five months before the end of your year that if you go out and you can spend $10,000 between now and December the 31st, and it's going to save you three or $4,000 in tax, it's a whole lot easier for you to do that than if I try to tell you that on December the 31st, that if you can spend it today, then you can save some money. So, you know, looking well into the future, well into the future, maybe a, almost a year, uh, maybe in some cases even more than a year, to to determine what you're going to, where you think you're going to be, and what types of uh, deductions, credits, et cetera, are available to you, and when is the best time to take advantage of those things. You can do that, and uh, when it comes this time of the year and your your tax return is being prepared, take some of the uh, anxiety out of the tax return because you pretty well know how the tax return is going to come out before the tax return is finished. Um, and in that case, you, you're dictating to the government what you're going to pay them, a whole lot more so than them dictating to you. That's terrific. That's terrific. Now, you had a few more strategies as well that you thought could really make a difference for small business owners this year. We, we uh, with ta- uh, sole proprietor taxpayers particularly, um, we try to uh, certainly look at ways to reduce their tax. But if it's at all possible, um, and in this particular environment, have a lot of clients who are on the verge of having a, a business loss or maybe have a small business loss. One of the things that we look at would be the advantages, uh, the potential advantages if the client has a larger business loss. Um, typically, the taxpayer has made estimated tax payments or they have a, a job with the W-2 or their spouse has a job with the W-2 where withholdings have, have been uh, uh, kept by the, their employer and sent to the government during the year. If we can create a, a larger loss for the business on the tax return, then the refund's going to be larger, and uh, maybe we can take some of that money and plow it back into the business. So we look at some ways that we could reduce the, uh, the net income of the business. Um, now, you know, this as my disclaimer, mm-hmm. um, since we're talking about tax information, this is, this is general general ideas and and everybody really before they try to take advantage of these things need to discuss it with their tax professional there are a lot of pitfalls but certainly there these are some strategies that that can work um, you can look at trying to control your income and expenses um, certain types of businesses can pay bills at, at late in December um, so that they can create additional deductions this year as opposed to having them next year there may be ways that you can delay receiving or delay generating income, which would serve the same purpose. Um, you can look at uh, the ability to buy equipment, and rather than having to depreciate those items over three, five, seven years, or even longer, make an election to be able to write those pieces of equipment off in one year. 
and that goes up to about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Um, so wow. there are some opportunities for some planning that if the situation is right and if you can find your the correct uh, um, deduction that you want to want to go after, you can make a substantial uh, change to your income tax return. Whether you uh, go from not making having to pay additional tax to getting back what you've paid in plus a little bit more. Um, I bet you have some business owners, you know, perhaps that have been in business, you know, 10 plus years that uh, sit down and finally learn some of this uh, information um, that are really shocked at perhaps how much money they could have saved themselves over the years to reinvest in their business. Yes. And particularly with new clients, it, it, the, you get that that kind of disgusted expression a lot of times when they realize that, well, I could have been doing this for a long time. You're exactly right. Great. Well, I mean, it, obviously, I have a feeling that uh, um, just, you know, those that are listening to this conversation may have a renewed interest in visiting their tax professional. Mm-hmm. It may be something that was avoided in the past, but really it's about how to maximize um, what you've spent so you know much time creating. Right. What other few uh, strategies might you share with us today? You know, one of the best ones that, that we like to use is to uh, look around and see if you've got some family members who are active in your business that you could uh, put on your payroll. There's a lot of payroll uh, ins and outs here, but um, the the absolute best one is putting your, if you're a sole proprietor particularly, putting your children on your payroll. Um, your child can make about $5,000 before they have to pay any federal income tax. Well, if I'm a sole proprietor and I'm in the 25% tax bracket, if I pay my child a reasonable salary of $5,000 for services they've provided, then I'm going to save about $1,200 on my tax return. My child will have to file a tax return, but they won't owe any, uh, actually, they wouldn't even have to file a tax return if they didn't make $5,000, but they won't owe any tax. So So are you saying I could put my 10-year-old daughter on my uh, payroll? Yes, as long as that 10-year-old daughter is, is being paid reasonably for the services that she's actually providing to your business. I'm not going to have any child labor, you know, no. people coming, knocking on my door, wondering what's up. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, in North Carolina, the local um, uh, labor department does suggest or very strongly recommends that if your child is under 16 that you have a work permit. And so that would certainly would be something you would want to look into to be sure that you're doing, uh, following all those um, requirements. But uh, no, it's, as long as as your child is actually doing work and is being reasonably paid, then uh, you shouldn't have any problem with that. Wow, terrific! So, just looking at time here, do you have one more, um, you know, strategy that you feel could make a real big difference to our business owner community out there? there there's one that um, we try to use a lot. Sometimes it really. Uh, really have some advantages sometimes you don't there are a number of tax credit programs tax credits uh, are better than tax deductions tax credits a dollar of a tax credit reduces your tax a dollar whereas a dollar of a deduction maybe only reduces your tax by 25 cents so the the tax credit programs are uh, are are real beneficial and currently there is there are a couple of tax credit programs uh, where you can earn a tax credit for paying 
um, or for hiring employees who fall into certain um, categories of generally considered to be disadvantaged workers. Um, you can uh, hire an employee. Um, maybe you pay them five or six thousand dollars for the year, and in addition to being able to deduct that five or six thousand dollars, you can generate a tax credit of, I believe, twenty percent or twelve hundred dollars. That's going to reduce your tax by twelve hundred dollars. So that's that can be a pretty powerful um, uh, tax saver if you've got two or three employees like that. Absolutely. Um, you also need to pay attention to the states. Uh, in North Carolina, we have a number of uh, state tax credits that promote job creation, uh, equipment investment, and even providing medical insurance to employees. So in addition to being able to just take the deduction, um, you're generating a tax credit. So in, in effect, you're getting two, uh, two deductions for, for one expenditure. So they can be really powerful um, credits. They're sometimes hard to uh, find out about. Sometimes there's, there's some hoops you have to jump through. So it takes a little bit of research and, again, planning to take advantage of those. But a lot of, uh, in most cases, it's worth the, the effort. Absolutely. So, you know, speaking of that, like you said, it takes a little time to maybe do some research and investigation. So part of that, um, obviously, is, you know, getting um, some uh, professional advice is always recommended. What would you say um, one should be looking for when choosing a tax professional? I, I think first is experience. Uh, not necessarily so much general tax experience, but uh, experience uh, in the business world and, and, if possible, experience with other clients that are in the same type of business. It just helps with their, their learning curve and, and gets them to the point that they're able to really zero in on, on your, your particular um, areas of uh, that are a little bit different from other businesses uh, so that that's important but I think probably more so it's important to find somebody who who has the same outlook on uh, the preparation of a tax return tax preparers are um, pretty are becoming more and more uh, legislated by the uh, by the law, we have more and more requirements that we have to satisfy in order just to do tax returns as and to claim deductions on on uh, returns. Tax preparers can be subject to a five thousand dollar penalty if they take a position on a return that's a frivolous return. So, I, you know, I don't think you're going to find people who are going to be doing taking frivolous uh, positions. But what I think you want to look for is someone who's willing to explore a situation, understanding that tax laws are primarily gray, they're not black and white, and look for ways that they can help the business owner to structure a transaction so that it does fall within the bounds that, that, that the tax law set so that you're, you can be assured that the transactions that you complete are claimed on the tax return in the way that you hoped that they would be, and that uh, it should 
scrutiny arise and you be required to um, prove those things in an audit, then your tax professional would be very willing and able to provide the assistance that they need to in order to, to uh, have your uh, um, deduction approved. Um, so it's it's finding somebody who who agrees with your um, uh, desire to be aggressive or to not be aggressive. The same token, you don't. If you're the type of person who says I don't want to do anything that's going to cause me to pay any more tax, and you realize that you're going to pay more tax by doing that, then you want to find somebody that you're comfortable. Uh, doing your return and that you don't aren't concerned about them ta- doing something, uh, taking a deduction on your return that might be a little bit uh, more aggressive than, than what you would be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So you're really talking, Robbie, about trust, but also maybe, you know, really understanding uh, the larger picture for yourself in terms of what's important to you, what you want to create, and making sure that you can go in and have a conversation uh, with whatever professional you uh, would utilize, and that it becomes more of a uh, discussion and it's more of a partnering in order to get a result versus just saying, well, they know and I don't, and abdicating um, what's occurring in relationship to yourself and your business. That's exactly right. As you said, don't, uh, don't abdicate, delegate. Yeah, and, and, and that's a, a big one, I think, because, you know, one of the things that we've talked to business owners about is, you know, many of them do, uh, certainly when it comes to their taxes in particular, they will seek a professional, um, though they might try to manage their financials internally with a bookkeeper or a spouse and so forth. But what they do is they don't feel confident enough or comfortable enough to ask a lot of questions. And sometimes they might choose people to work with that really don't want to be bothered with the dialogue. They just want to do the work. They want to prepare the tax return. And it's more of a transaction versus a relationship. So Mm -hmm. we often try to encourage them to say, you know, pick someone who's willing to sit down and explain it to you and to take the time and come with a list of questions. And, you know, you need to own and take responsibility for that. And if you do that, you'll find that you will create um, really the trust needed for you to be able to utilize more people in order to build your business. And you don't have to be the one always doing the work, but you can trust that someone else can help you do it and that you're not losing control in the process. Yeah, that, that, you're, you're exactly right. I, I was fortunate to speak with uh, some folks yesterday who were very, very happy with the way their tax returns had been prepared over the last five or six years. But they just felt like that they they weren't really getting any help, and they, they just wanted somebody to uh, review their situation with them and give them some ideas that, that they could uh, put into put into practice. Um, they they and I uh, they felt very very happy with the preparation that was being done. It's just that the they really didn't have that relationship or the communication that that they really wanted to have in order to be sure that they weren't paying any more than they were really obligated to pay. Yeah, that's so important. Well, Robbie, I want to thank you once again uh, for taking the time to be here with us. Um, Again, this is Robbie Reynolds with the Business Consulting Group, and you can find him online at www.bcgroupinc.com. 
And um, hey, if money is top of mind for you, which I know it is for many people, um, then we do have a virtual training event that you're going to want to check out. Coming up on March 25th, we are hosting a 75-minute virtual training, and we will be sharing six steps for maximizing cash. And um, this is a great uh, opportunity to, uh, you know, bring your business partners and, you know, the great minds and really figure out how to get the most out of your business that I think will be very complimentary to the podcast discussion with Robbie that you just listened to. So um, for now, I want to sign off and uh, we'll look forward to uh, the next podcast where we can share some great information with our small business community out there.